0: It is so politically popular in this country to always be pointing to a boogeyman. You know, there's always got to be another boogeyman that's going to get you. Either a virus, you know, is the current mode, the current MO, or in the past, you know, terrorists, the boogeyman of some kind. There's always got to be an enemy to point to. There's always got to be something else to draw your attention away from, essentially, the real enemy, which is the enemy within. The politicians the bureaucrats, and to a certain extent, law enforcement, and even the, DO, the entire DOJ, the Department of Injustice. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about here today, just a little bit more on all this China talk. And, you know, is China really your enemy? I mean, is that really where we need to be, what we need to be worried about? Today's episode brought to you by politicaleventsdirectory.com. Go over to politicaleventsdirectory.com. If you're a politician or a special interest group of any kind, if you have, you know, um, a coalition or a 501c or a nonprofit, you can list your cause there. You can list your candidacy there if you're running for governor, running for senate, running for local offices. It's a it's an all-inclusive site for anyone that's basically for all things political. You can list all your websites, your links, your social media. You can post videos. There's a classified section if you're looking to find volunteers for your political campaign or for your nonprofit or for your event. Right now, they're doing a um, reopen Offering anyone doing reopening reopening events can go to politicaleventsdirectory.com and use the um, use the discount code reopen and you can actually post right in the events category for free if you're hosting a reopen event. I know that a lot of those um, sites and groups have been being shadow banned on you know most of social media. And so it's a good opportunity for you to get on over there and and view that. But diving into today's subject, China, are they your enemy? You know, one of the most common things I hear is China owns the U.S., China owns the U.S. And here's the funny thing about that. A lot of people don't understand this. What China does is buys our debt in the form of securities, that's it. They're buying our debt in the form of securities, meaning your banks and your financial institutions go out there and give you loans on in the form of notes for your houses, automobile loans, you name it, credit cards, unsecured debt. They package those into securities, and they sell them off to Chinese or foreign investors. China is what you would call a savings glut country, meaning United States is a deficit-spending country. China is a savings glut. So in the context of, you know, what that means is basically China, like Japan, like Germany, they're countries that rely heavily on exporting their capital to foreign markets in order to help continue to keep their currency in circulation and help keep the economy striving. And the globality of today's economy requires that. It requires that savings glut countries you know, buy securities and debts off of savings deficit countries or deficit spending countries, the United States obviously being the largest one of those, uh, in order to keep the circulatory system of monies going. So it's not, when you hear China owns America, look, if you owe somebody a million dollars, they might own you, right? Right? If you owe someone a trillion dollars, you own them. <laughs> Meaning, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If the, the Chinese ecosystem or in, you know their, their monetary system is completely hitched to our wagon, they have no interest whatsoever in collapsing the United States economy. It would not serve them well. Where the US dollar goes, also goes Asia. Um, that's not to say, look, you don't have to believe that you would enjoy living in China or that you're a huge fan of all things China to not have to point to them constantly as an enemy. You know, they, they have some social issues, but so do we. My big point is the constant focus that is put on China or on any foreign nation, for that matter, as an enemy by our politicians is really just a distraction so that you don't look to what they're doing wrong, the rights that they're stripping from you, the ways in which they're ripping you off. You know, they're all enriching themselves off of all sorts of crooked backdoor deals while always pointing the finger, like I said, to the boogeyman. It's always, you know, those Chinese or those Middle Easterners or Russia, (laughs) you know. There's always an enemy external that, you know, when was the last time you... You saw us get invaded, you know, Um, 9-11. Some people dispute that that was even an external threat. A lot of people think that was an inside job. But, I mean, in in your entire life, chances are if you're listening to this in your entire life, that's the only instance you can even think of where an outside force actually did an act of aggression towards the United States. By and large, it's the United States that's out there provoking their enemies, we're the ones that have 182 military bases. I think that's the last number that I saw. Um, all over the world. We're the ones that maintain this constant military presence. Yet, everyone is always an enemy. You know, and, and that's the main thing people don't stop to consider is just the simple fact that, like I said, China is attached to us. It, they want to sell us their goods and services. And people say, well, you know, China's getting rich off of the Americans and ripping us off. Ask yourself this. Who gets rich off selling you Chinese goods? Do you think it's China? Is China really the one that makes money off that pair of sneakers? When your sneaker company goes to China or Asia, not necessarily even China, let's say they go to Laos or Vietnam or the Philippines, like Nike. Um, you know, a lot of these companies go overseas. Do they do that because it enriches those countries? Or do they do that because it enriches them? If you take and you, you're a sneaker manufacturer and you're looking for the lowest possible way to manufacture those sneakers, and so you go over, or a t-shirt or whatever the case may be, so you go over to Asia and you find an environment where you can make that for you know pennies on the dollar, By t- do you do that so that China can make more money off of your product? No, you do that so that you can make more money off of your product. By time that product hits the retail shelves and the consumer purchases it, what percentage, what real percentage of the entire cost of that product ended up in China? Very little. That's why companies manufacture in China. They don't manufacture in China to make China rich. They manufacture in China to enrich themselves. So that product is manufactured in Asia and again, we're just using China because it's such a hot topic today. You could say, like I said, Laos, Vietnam, the Philippines, you know, wherever. Um, India, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, the bottom line is if you take a $100 item and let's say you buy it for $100 off the shelves, that means that the manufacturer, like a Nike, they probably wanted to have that item made for $5. So they scoured the earth to find somewhere where they could get it made at the rock-bottomest price possible, where labor laws and labor conditions may not be the best, you know, regulatory environments may not be the best, Um, and then they come over here and they sell it to you, and in the middle of that sales channel, think of all the people that were enriched. You have the shipping company that takes the product from Let's just use China as an example. The shipping company brings the product over to the port. It docks in Seattle. I don't know if you guys have ever been to some of these big port cities. It's amazing to sit there in like Tacoma and watch these container ships come in. It, it really is a, a sight to see if you haven't been. Um, but you know, these container ships come in. Those shipping companies have to make money. The port, the port itself has to make money. All the cranes that lift the boxcars off of the ship you know, a lot of those guys are twenty and thirty and forty dollar an hour guys that are out running those big cranes. All union paid, right? The unions are making all this money. What are they making money doing? Unloading ships coming in from Asia. Those box carts are then put, taken, and put on trucks. Those trucks are the shipping companies, the trucking companies make money trucking that product from. You know, Seattle, Tacoma, the the Bay Area, wherever the ship came in, um, across the country, to the retailer who makes money on that. The trucking companies, the shipping companies, the railroad, right, has all made money on it. That item has been that item has been transported by a shipping company or an air company like a FedEx, a UPS, whomever, DHL you know, any any number of, a myriad of, of mass shipping companies, right? Through airline, through freight on, by sea, whatever the case may be, then by train, then by semi, and then by courier service, right? So now it hits the, the distribution center. There's a wholesale distribution company involved. That wholesale distribution company has to make a slight markup on that product. So the manufacturer has made it in china so that they can cover all these costs of shipping of wholesale distribution that product has to be distributed to smaller distribution centers all around the country and then that product finally you know we'll leave out a few phases but that product finally lands on a retail shelf and how does the how does that retailer or that product let's say like nike how do they get you to buy that product what do they do they employ stars. So they pay a Michael Jordan millions of dollars. They pay, you know, whoever it is, Tom Brady, whoever it is. They pay the this, this celebrity millions of dollars to convince you that it's cool to wear Nikes. And then they go out and they put those ads on television. They put those ads on television, on the Super Bowl, on the basketball games, and all the entertainment venues that you guys all love to watch so much. And we all do. We all enjoy watching those things. But those commercials cost money, lots and lots of money. So who's making money in all that advertising? The ad agencies, the design companies, the graphic designers, um, the TV networks, the media companies, right? Think of all the people that are making money. The, the person that endorses the product themselves, the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, the you know, whomever, um, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, whoever it is. Right, They're making money, millions and millions of dollars. Did China get rich because of Michael Jordan's contract? Did China get rich because of Serena Williams or Tiger Woods' $100 million Nike contracts? Ask yourself that. Who's getting rich? Who's enriching themselves off of the fact that those products can be so inexpensively manufactured overseas? It's so easy to sit here and just be like, oh, China this, China that. Who really made the money? By the time you pay that $100 for that pair of sneakers, how much of that money ended up in China? I would argue, well, it's not even an argument. Guess what? There was an import tax charged where the government collected money. There was an export tax charged where the government, maybe the, maybe the Chinese government, made a small amount of money. But the shipping company buys business licenses, pays income tax, et cetera, et cetera. The trucking company, the railroad, the, ra- the, the railroad company, all have paid taxes, all have paid their employees, a lot of good wages. Railroad engineers make good money. Crane operators at these docks where the things get taken off the ship, those guys make great money. Truck drivers who brought it across the country to the warehouse make good money. Then it employs all the people at the warehouse. And then it employs the endorsers, like we talked about. The endorsers are making millions and millions of dollars. The TV um, and radio personnel, the media companies, the networks, all making millions and millions of dollars. Then it hits the retail shelves. The retailer has to pay sales tax, has to pay property tax, etc., etc., etc. The government has their hands in every single pot the entire way along that distribution chain. It's not double taxation, it's quadruple plus taxation right the government's got their hands in the united states government has their hands in every pot the whole way through when you buy that hundred dollar item off the shelf at the store you hand it to the clerk that clerk got paid to take your money that clerk works there that store had to pay a wholesale price. Then they mark it up so that they can make money, so they can pay their rent to the landlord of that building, and so that they can advertise, and they can pay, provide insurance or what have you to their employees. Ask yourself, on a $100 item made in China, how much did China make? How much did they enrich themselves? I mean, really think about it, and encourage other people to think about it. It's, I'm so sick of just the ignorance that people display when they talk about China owns us, China owns us. Let's take it another step. Let's take the debt. So now you come into that store and you pull out your credit card. You pull out your credit card and you buy that $100 pair of Nike shoes, right? So that the credit card company can charge you interest. The banks, the financial institutions, what have they all done? They've all borrowed money from the Federal Reserve. They've printed money out of thin air and lent it to themselves at an interest rate. Base that that you get to absorb in the form of debt from the time the money is printed, you, the American citizen, gets to absorb that money in the in the form of debt. So now that money is available on your credit card. You walk in, you hand the store clerk your credit card, you pay for that hundred dollar pair of shoes, and eventually you've bought so many goods and services and consumer items that you know your credit card's maxed out. The bank wants to lend you more money. They want to steer more debt. They want to create bigger debt on the, uh, for, for future generations to have to pay for So the banks get together and they go to the Federal Reserve and they say, let's print some more money. And they manipulate policy. And I'm, I'm obviously skipping steps. I'm not, you know, I mean, we don't, we, this doesn't have to be uh, a, a college level course. I'm just touching on the, you know, everyone I think can get the basic principles here. So, you know, they go and they talk and they get the Federal Reserve to print more money, which is put on you in the form of debt by your government. And then what do they do? They want to they free up their books so that they can sell stocks and bonds and et cetera, et cetera, these financial companies. So what do they do? They package that debt and sell it to a foreign nation, in many cases, China. And why does China buy it off the market? Because they want to help you have more money so that you can keep shopping. China buying American debt is what frees up the American consumer's pocketbook to be able to consume more goods and services that are, con- are manufactured in China. If China wanted you to not be able to buy more products and services, they would stop buying the debt. How is that an anti-American thing that they're buying the debt so that you can access more of it to buy more goods that were manufactured in China that 95% of the revenue was made by other people in your own country. I mean if you want to argue about you know human rights or working conditions or you know there's there's arguments to be made as there is with every government about how they're run and where the corruption is or isn't but to sit here and pontificate constantly That China's an enemy because American corporations go over there and get stuff made at rock bottom prices and then sell it to you on credit that is pushed down your throat by the banks. So that they, and then when they can't, you know, then they want to keep their books clean to keep making interest on you. So they sell their package and sell their debt off to foreign countries. Also, that you can point the finger at these foreign countries as the bad guy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and no one's talking about it. No one wants to talk about it. But that's the simple truth. Anyone who understands distribution, business, basic economics ought to be able to start putting this together. You know, I mean we can we could get into it way in depth. Some economists, many actually, actually argue that importing goods and services from places like China, is actually better for your economy than making them here at home. And there's obviously a couple sides to that argument. You know, one is very simple. They say, look, Americans don't particularly want those types of jobs. And in order for those consumer goods to be sold at a retail price that they can actually be bought at, they have to be made for these cheap prices. And, you know, Americans want to sit here and say, yeah, American manufacturers have to have, you know, $15 an hour minimum wage, and they have to have insurance for their employees, and they have to abide by this law and this law and have this license, and heaven forbid someone stumbles and falls in their factory, they have to pay, you know, take care of that person for life because of the way the court system is, you know. A lot of this stuff, flat ass, could not be made under the you know, the draconian measures that we place on our own corporations here in America. And if they were made here, guess what? You would pay a hell of a lot more for them. Ask yourself, how much are you willing to pay for a pair of shoes? Now, many people would say, absolutely, I'll pay more to buy American made. And I applaud those people. That's that's fantastic. If you genuinely care about you know, having oversight on the conditions and so forth of the goods and services that you purchase, then yeah, you should buy things that are made local. You should buy something where you can walk down to the factory and look at the conditions of the workers. You can talk to the people that work there. Maybe they're your neighbors, maybe they're your friends, and you can buy for them. But make no mistake, those items are generally going to cost you a little more than if they're made overseas. And, you know, I, for one, I'm, I'm an advocate of buying American products, but I'm also not an advocate of sitting here claiming that China is this huge enemy to us because they have an environment where you can make stuff for less. You know, they're not, they're not the ones, China is not the ones being enriched by Chinese-made goods. Granted, it's the economy that they have. Look, that's what they have, and, and, and it's amazing you know if you look at China go study it over the last several years they have a huge emerging class a huge emerging class because they're anchoring their economy on that and trying to parlay it into other things right and and that's good for them it's good for their people and their populace they're um like i said they have the world's biggest emerging middle class if you if you go google like gm motors hey where's where's the biggest growing market you know um Cell phones, technology, laptops, um, fashion, you, you name it. And Asia is probably the biggest emerging market for it. And to a certain extent, if you, if you want to really get into the technicalities of it, that's, that's something America should be proud of. That's something we should be proud of. Hey, we've been buying Chinese goods. And because of all that manufacturing, that created an entry-level job market there where now there's a middle class emerging right and it's creating wealth so I mean if you want to claim that you have this global perspective and this love for everyone and you're so concerned about the human condition, arguably it's a good thing to buy things that are made overseas um, you know and I, I could I could easily argue I, both sides of that. <laughs> um, you know, I you know there's there's differences on there's there's points to be made on both sides. That's that's for that's for sure, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. Overall, to declare one country your enemy because your companies have elected to go there to have goods and services made, you know, to have things made at a cheap enough rate that they can make more money, that the shipping companies can make more money, the distribution companies can make more money, the import companies can make more money, the retailers can make more money, the endorsement people can make more money, the media companies can make more money, the government collects all the taxes, the retailers make more money. I mean, when you really think about all the people that that system has enriched, really really, China has gotten the short end of the stick. And then you add to that, and then you want to complain that they buy the debt with which you buy these goods so that you can keep buying more. That's preposterous. It really is just crazy. You know, Um, I'm going to get more into this in, in future episodes because it's it's such a it's such a big issue and it seems to be such a talking point for every single politician like i said they they always want there to be a boogeyman they're always they always want you to they basically want you to look and worry about what everything that's going on except for what they're doing you know look over here look over here and then they'll slap you on the other side you know it's just it's it's really disgusting what's going on so we can get more into it but i feel like that you know is at least a a base overview of of how that distribution chain works and who's really becoming enriched off of it. Um, and, you know, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. And, you know, we'll get, we'll get into it. Like I said, this is, you know, it's, there's really a major battle going on. Words matter. Words matter. And, you know, whenever someone points and tries to get you to have a dislike or a hatred for someone else that is not an imminent threat, you know i mean your military can defend you extremely adequately (laughs) against any outside military invasion i promise Um, the united states military and not to mention we have the largest military in the world in the form of armed citizens Um, you know i mean we don't really have a lot to fear from outside threats if you look around what's happening during this COVID 19 pandemic all the rights that are being stripped back are being done by your government. What did China what did China do? What did China do? Some would say, well, they released the virus. Let me tell you something. First of all, <laughs> a bio a, a biomedical weapon, a biohazard weapon, um, or a bioengineer, however you want to phrase it, you know. I hear people use different terminology for it, but you know, bioweapon, guess what? They don't have less than one percent fatality rate. If someone truly manufactures a, a bioweapon with the intent of taking down another country. They don't do so with a virus that has a 0.05 fatality rate, okay? So that's just the first thing. Secondly, what did they do? They didn't do anything. Our reaction to it has caused all the problems. Our reaction to it has crashed our economy, and that's all been done internally. The Chinese you know, it wasn't it wasn't the Chinese who started shutting down California beaches. That was Governor Dipshit Newsom. That was Governor Newsom. You know, I mean, it's your it's your local politicians. You know, the Chinese government wasn't ordering the arrest of people in parks. The Chinese government wasn't ordering an arre- the arrest of people out paddleboarding. That was your local authorities. I mean, we really need to keep our eye on the prize and. And fight locally and get rid of these fascist leaders that have creeped into every inch of our society, from the Department of Justice to some of these cops. You know, there's a big difference between cops and law enforcement, right? Law enforcement is individuals who uphold the law. These people that are out there breaking the law, breaking the constitutional law, and forcing people to leave their homes—that's not law enforcement. That's cops. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, that's a whole other segment. But, you know, what did China do to us with this? Even if you'll say, well, it came from the Wuhan lab. Okay, let's say it did. Who funded them? Who sent them millions of dollars? And why? That's the question you should ask yourself. Who sent them millions of dollars and why? That money came from the United States. I'm telling you, the enemy is within, and to a large extent, the enemy is within our own take it takes an extent further, it's, it's truly within, it's within ourselves, you know, the the thoughts that we have, and where our hearts lie, and, you know, we've just got to really stay focused on the actual enemy, which is which is your local and state politicians, and your, your congressmen, your senators, people that have been there for 20 and 30 years, but still want to point to everything else as the problem, every election cycle, um, look thanks for thanks for listening we'll kind of wrap this up i don't like these things to go you know we're, we're pushing 30 minutes so um we'll wrap this one up we'll touch on some other topics another day but thanks so much for listening enjoy and god bless and look there's there's a lot of amazing, amazing patriots standing up out there. As you guys see that Marine um, get up on the megaphone the other day in Sacramento and and shout down those those um, cops that were that were stopping the reopen March rally, and half of them, about half of them, turned and walked down. You know he he really got through to them. That was that was an amazing thing. You're seeing so many governors step up to the plate and get their states reopened. There's a lot of things to be positive about. You know some of these sheriffs are saying, "Nope, look, we're not going to enforce these laws they are unconstitutional." You have good human beings and, and really, you know, good Americans standing up all, all around you. Listen, pay attention. Pay attention. Make a note. Make a note of who on your social media were the ones telling you, yeah, wear a mask, yeah, hunker down. Who were they? Because those are your enemies. Those are your enemies and they're your enemy right next they're the enemy right next door. The ones that are calling into the local sheriff's office to report people for being outside. Um you know, this is really a separating that's going on here and you you can very clearly see who the good guys and the bad guys are right here at home. And that's what we need to focus on, guys. Let's let's get this country reopened. Let's take it back from the socialists and the fascists that are inside right here at home. We defend our we gotta defend our own backyard and take care of our own house before we have the right to go out and say anything about any foreign nation.